You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams. The British Horse Society Intensive Certification Program is recognized in 35 countries worldwide. Pursue your international certification at Stony Burnham Equestrian Center, located in historic Greenfield, Massachusetts. The Stony Burnham Equestrian Center is the only British Horse Society approved center in New England. The rigorous program begins each fall for students aged 17 and above who are interested in earning their international trainer's passport, qualifying them for equestrian careers locally, regionally, and globally. Learn more at stonyburnhamschoolorg backslash equestrian. Welcome back, everyone, to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I've been interviewing collegiate coaches and riders and organizations. And today I am interviewing a coach. I'm talking to Tammy Souza, who begins her 12th season as the Hartwick College's head equestrian coach. And once I start talking to her, we're going to find out where Hartwick is. Perhaps it's even in Hartwick, New York. I don't even know. She has over 40 years of riding and training experience and over 20 years of instructing experience. In 22 and 17, her riders had the Cashion Cup title for the High Point Rider of the Year in Zone 2, Region 3. And she had served as the assistant coach for 13 years, and she is currently helping manage the Hunter's Rain Stable in Otigo, New York, overseeing the facility and its operations. She is also an adjunct lecturer at Hartwick. She earned her bachelor's degree in equine studies from Virginia Intermont College in Bristol, Virginia in 1998, where she was a competitor in the IHSA and competed in and won at the IHSA Nationals for the team event in 96. So welcome, Tammy, to the podcast. It's great talking with you. I'm excited to be here. Okay, so first off, where's Hartwick College? It's in Oneana, New York. So Oneana. Yes, very central New York. Um, So sort of in the middle if you will. Yes. Okay. So, so why don't you start off? Let's, let's hear about the Hartwick College uh, equestrian team and you can just start talking. Tell us about the college. Tell us um, if there's a equine program offered, how big is the school? Uh, and then just tell us all about the equestrian team. Well, Hartwick College is a liberal arts, small school. Um, we're actually in our 225th year. Wow. So yes, founded a long time ago. Um, I believe 1797. Oh my gosh. Yes, I know, right? Wow. So it's been around for a while. Um, but again, like I said, it's a small liberal arts school. So you know, we're small. Um the equestrian program 
it's a team. It's a varsity team. It went from a club sport to a varsity sport in 1998 when I became the assistant coach at that point in time. Um, the barn is run out of Hunter's Rain Stable in Otigo, New York. It is not owned by Hartwick. It is subleased from for Hartwick. Um, and I've been managing and training out of Hunter's Rain Stable from that period of time also. So you manage the whole barn? I Back when I was assistant coach, I managed the whole barn and was the head trainer out of Hunter's Rain Stable. Okay. Um, then when I became head coach at Hartwick College, um, and I think that was 2011, I then stepped down the management role and still kept training students and horses out of there. Um, but recently I have stepped back into a little bit of a management role because um, they just need some extra help. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, did you say how many students are at the school total? I, I did not. So, total student number? Yeah. yeah. Um, I believe we are around 1,200 to 1,400. Okay. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. Yeah. And what what kind of majors? I know you said liberal arts, but, you know, just thinking um, about your students on your team through the years, what have they majored in? Some of the biggest and most successful majors are um, nursing. We have a huge nursing program here. Um okay business, um, anthropology, um, sciences. I've had some pre, I had some pre-vets go through and then become vets. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, so just basic, you know, science courses, um, your arts, you know, we're big arts programs. Um, but you know, so I think that's probably some of our biggest programs and, you know, then we're always looking for new programs. I think we just started a new criminal justice program. Right. Um, so I know there's over 36 majors and then 40 total type of um, associate major type, you know, programs that we have here. Okay. So then um, the, the barn is not far away. How do the students get there? And then talk about the facilities a little bit, how many horses and all that stuff. So our, it takes about 10 minutes to get there, about seven miles off campus. Um, the students are able to, if they don't have a car, I just sort of work out their um, practices together so that other students will transport them to and from the barn. Um, we do three practices a week. Um, and at the barn, we utilize about 12 to 14 horses. Um, the barn itself normally owns between seven to eight horses. We have in the past taken in Hartwick donations. So there are a couple horses there that are Hartwick donations. Um, I'm always looking for those as every school is. I mm -hmm. you know, don't take on a huge amount of donations, but I do take on a couple looking right now, actually, for one or two donations. I, I've heard it's gotten really hard since COVID. People are selling them. Uh, they're selling everything. There's just a shortage. Yeah, there, there is a shortage. And, you know, also because we're a, a a sublet barn and we still take in those um, donations, I am looking for the specific horse that will fit the needs of our program. And, right. you know, some, sometimes donations will come across and they're, you know, a horse that's a young needs a lot of work still, you know, it's, so it's hard to take in those horses um, right. when I don't have a large in depth student base. So the number of students I take on my team is up to 25, 27. It has okay. ranged through the years. Um, you know, we were big around 25, 27 always. And then now after COVID, um, 
you know, it, we've taken sort of a, a big hit on some numbers and um, we're pretty low on our number scale. So if anybody's interested in wanting to be on the intercollegiate IHSA team, I'm willing to take them. And as you know, um, the IHSA, you can be that student who's never ridden before to that student who is a USEF metal McClay type rider. So I'm looking right. for all types of students. So currently you don't have tryouts or do you? I currently do not have tryouts. We okay. did have tryouts when we had that higher number because, um, right. you know, that way we can only take so many on our team. But yeah, and it, it's hard to it's hard to manage more than 25, 27 students. It gets a little bit more complicated at that point in time. Right. But the good thing with Hartwick and our athletes is that we offer them all of the NCAA, you know, aspects to their, to our athletes. So as far as explain our what that means. So our students can, you know, we have strength and conditioning coaches. We have our athletic trainers here that they're able to see, you know, so things like that. Um, our funding. Tutoring. Comes, I'm sorry. Tutoring. Um, we have tutoring available throughout campus. Yes. Um, I require all my freshmen to, um, you know, go into the study hall hours and make sure they're completing certain hours for their, you know, academics right. comes first here. We're huge on our academics. So. Right. You know, so we're eligible to do all of those things as far as um, for the athletic, you know, for the athletic aspect to that. And what about are there any costs to the students to be on the team? So the overall cost is five hundred a year. Um, oh, that's that's <laughs> cheap. Yes, it is. And, you know, again, that's part of having it be part of the athletic program. Um, right. So being in compliance with the NCAA and stuff allows this that to be such a low cost, you know, to our students. Um, but we know there's a huge overhead in, you know, the equestrian business because we have horses that we had to take care of. So one way or the other. So right. I think in most programs, there is a slight cost. Right. Yeah. And um, still talking about the, the team and the students on it, it's it's co-ed. It is not. So we are okay. a women's varsity sport. Okay. Again, due to the NCAA, we are Title IX. So that means equal number of sports offered for women to men on campus. Okay. Okay. And do you do any recruiting or do you have students uh, send you videos or, or email you ahead of time or how's that work? So my recruiting process is um, I do a couple events a year. I try to go to the CPI horse shows. Um, so I try to attend those events and I'm really trying to get more into the IEA venue and start getting Hartwick seen through the IEA a little bit more to help, you know, develop my um, student base. Mm -hmm. And when I have a student that wants is interested in Harwick for some type of academic aspect and they have um, responded with interest in the equestrian program, I email them out. I send them a recruiting form from Front Rush. They'll fill that out. And then, you know, I just start communicating with them about their interest and what their level is. I don't need to see a video necessarily because mm -hmm. And for me, I don't need to see where their riding level is at. So when we have our initial, um, our, our we have an initial meeting and then a week after we normally ride so I can just see where their level is going to be at to start placing them where I right. need to for the IHSA. Right. And, and going back to your um, facility, describe, well, 
I assume you have an indoor being in upstate New York, but yes. uh, just talk about the facility a little bit more. So it, it's a smaller facility. It was actually uh, converted. It was converted um, back in the 70s, I believe, from a, a cow barn to a horse facility. Sounds familiar. So was yeah. Dartmouth. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we built the indoor, uh, or excuse me, the indoor was built prior, but we enlarged the indoor in 98 when we took over the varsity aspect for Hartwick. Um so it's not a big facility. Uh, the facility itself is not large, and nor is the indoor. The indoor is probably maybe 80 by 140. Okay. But we still host two horse shows in our region. So we're in zone two, region three. And, and um, what other schools are in your region? Um, Skidmore College, Morrisville, Cobaskill, Colgate, Hamilton just joined. Um, we have Siena. RPI, I could be forgetting one or two. There's yeah, that's okay. There. Yep, yeah. there's about ten in our region, but we are in one of the um, most uh, what do you want to call it? The high competitive areas. I mean, you know, our zone has some of the top colleges that have been. Oh yeah, Skidmore. That, yes, Skidmore, and yeah. you know, in our zone we have St. Lawrence. You know, yeah, yeah. Have you ever beat Skidmore? We have at a show or two have beaten Skidmore. Yeah. Yeah. The year end, no, we have never beaten Skidmore. Right. But right. we were sec. I've only had a very small team last year, and we were reserve champion. Oh, that's great! So we did very well. You know, we I had a small team, but a full roster. And last year is I had a cash. I had the Cashion Cup winner. Right. That's great. To nationals. That's great. So, you know. I, and then it wasn't the first time for a Cashion Cup winner. I had one in 2017 also. Um, yeah. And she went to nationals and actually placed seventh. Um, and that was the first Cashion Cup winner other than Skidmore. Then pri- I think it was like 2002 or four was the mm-hmm. other Cashion winner. And I think that might have came from Cornell, maybe. Okay. So other than Skidmore, it's, you know. It's always Skidmore that you know, <laughs> we, we, right. I'm proud to put out a couple of really great riders that have, you know, flinched yeah. that, if you will. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So um, let's see anything else about the uh, uh, about the team. Do they do any team bonding events? Do they have team dinners, team meetings, anything like that? Yeah, so um, we will do some team bonding events. I leave it up to my captains to have, you know, those discussions with themselves and what they want to do with the team. And they'll, you know, meet up with the team to have team bonding. Sometimes um, they'll do like a campus walk. We have a huge area in the back of our campus on top of a mountain where they can go walk in Elmore field. It's like these huge fields. And so we have a lot of property at Hartwick. Um, Sometimes we've did some pumpkin carving type events, or I always do a Thanksgiving dinner. And then we always do an end of the year banquet. Um, they do strengthen and conditioning. Yeah. Um, so they meet as a group for that. Um, we support each other here at, for other athletic events. So we call them code blues. Each um, sport has a code blue. And, you know, our students were to attend to support other sports as a group. Um, so I don't, I don't understand what that is. Okay. So basically through SAC, which is the Student Athletic Advisory yeah association i think i'm trying to remember the whole yeah we do what's called code blues for every sport so 
So what that means is that when we have a code blue, all the other sports are to send representatives from their team to attend to watch the game or the competition. Oh, oh that's yeah. great. So it's just to help support the other sports that are on your campus. Oh, that's fun. So so um, everybody from all the teams, if if, if a code, code blue is called for equestrian, they all come to the to the home horse show. Correct. Well, you know, they're um, to come in and like, you know, just help support the day. I unfortunately try to stay away from the code blue for the equestrian sport just because we're a small venue with a, oh, okay. you know, a small yeah. venue. Um, okay. And we like it to be quieter. And yeah. you know, if you have a, a basketball code blue, everybody hooting and hollering. And yeah, yeah. We know at equestrian events, we're trying to be yeah. very quiet. Yeah. I have hosted them before um, with success. Um, it's just I don't have an assistant at this point in time. And you know, trying to keep my time in one place is my yeah. priority. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll tell a quick little story that I don't think I've told yet on the podcast. Back in the day at Dartmouth when hazing was still permitted in the oh. fraternities they they can't do this anymore oh no but we we had what we called the half naked guys so there were guys they had their pants on but they were shirtless and they had <laughs> written out horse on their chests so so and of course they're hooting and hollering that's what, that's what made me think of it and they're raising a ruckus and the stewards come over they're like Sally you know cut it you got to tell those guys to leave so, you know, I had to go over, I thought it was hilarious, but I had to go over and tell them they had to leave. So they went to the sailing regatta and they spelled out shore. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had one code blue at the barn and we normally do a, a mid, you know, a midtime event. So that's yeah. part of it. Like, yeah. you know, for basketball, you know, who can, you know, shoot the hoop from the furthest yeah. distance or something yeah. we had who could jump the highest so at that point this was several years ago yeah um, you know we had these students athletes jumping the jumps and I was brazing them and one of the kids from the swim team jumped four three no way absolutely so it was done he won we saw you know yay it was during our break you know when we're gonna start schooling horses and stuff like that then after the fact I got thinking I was like what if he hit that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. And then I would tell the swim coach, yeah, your kid just had an accident yeah. because we're doing yeah. this over solid wood. And then I was like, so after that, I was like, no, not a good idea. Not a good idea. So <laughs> he, he had ridden before I hope. Oh no, 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 no. On foot. Oh, 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 oh. Oh God. No, not on a horse. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's not hilarious. on a horse. Who could jump the highest on foot? Like a I got hurdle, it. A hurdling. Like four a hurdling. Foot, four foot three. That's four huge. Three. He jumped. Oh my gosh. As I'm watching it going up, because I'm half paying attention to this yeah. going on in the ring. And then yeah. I have to pay attention to um the stuff that's going on in the barn. <laughs> and then, then afterwards I was like. I don't know if that was a good idea. Yeah, what happens yeah. if he hit that? And yeah, not, I'm telling the probably not. head coach of swimming, yeah, your student just yeah, yeah, all no. worked out well, but I just, yeah. you know, decided on the aspect after that wasn't a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about you and where you grew up and how you started riding and your college search too. Sure. 
So I actually live now where I lived when I was a kid. I ended okay. up with my um, my family home. Oh, when I was born, we had 250 acres, and we were on basically a uh, cow farm and had approximately 50 horses too. So basically, oh a huge God. ranch, if you will, with cattle and horses. And we milked. So I was a dairy farmer. Yeah. Um, so I rode from the time I was pretty much born. I mean, three years Wait, old. What, what did your parents, uh, well, uh, why were there 50 <laughs> horses? Um, my dad just loved horses and loved riding. And No way. Yeah. He just loved horses and loved riding. And um, they, you know, a little more, I want to say more ranch style, you know, our horses yeah. were outside on a hundred plus acres. Uh, and brought in when we rode them the cows were in the barn for our dairy and you know but they got let out basically with the horses also oh funny yeah so I was pretty much raised you know western first um and he ended up passing when I was seven so that's a Mm. long story in itself but yeah but I you know I think because of that I ended up deciding that you know horses were my life and um switched to writing English in about when I was 12 years old because my sister decided to go to a racing school to learn how to exercise racehorses. Of course. And she brought home the first thoroughbred besides our quarter horses and paints and palominos and all our nice little quarter horses that we had. Um, And that horse was not going to go Western very well. So I decided to switch to hunt seat and started riding that way in 4-H first. And then the farm down the road, which is where Hartwick is at now, is called Pine Ridge Riding Stable. Mm. And I was in and out of that barn, you know, from the time I was a little smaller to then starting with this mare that I got that my sister had off the track and started riding hunt seat. And yeah. Then wow. in that direction and haven't really turned back. I still like my Western horses though, but in a different yeah. way, you know. Yeah. Leisure. Leisure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so then what about college when you decided started? So writing? I was in 10th grade starting my search for college. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, it was early. Um, and I saw Virginia Intermont come up on a page of I can't even remember the magazine at this point in time. And yep. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I did want to go for an equine program. I had thoughts of other things, but so I would look at Morrisville's venue. I looked at, I think maybe even Kaz venue back then, um, you know, different venues and Virginia Intermont just had the venue that I was looking for. Yes. And, I've actually been there. Yes. Yep. And then I went, I think I was in 11th grade when I did my visit. Okay. And I, that, that was it. I decided that's where I was going, but my first semester, I didn't end up attending. I got accepted. I um, didn't end up attending because I got hired on the circuit down in Florida. And so I worked in Florida with a Grand Prix rider. Her name was Barb Angelino at the time. She did young three to four-year-old track horses, and she would turn them over to Grand Prix horses and sell them to the big Grand Prix riders. Oh my gosh. I worked for her for a brief period of time, realized really quick. That was a lot of work for a high school, just coming out of high school student. Right. Um, I learned a lot in a quick period of time. Yeah. And it was hard. It was hard work, but I decided to go back to Virginia Intermont or, you know, start my term, but it was the spring term at that point in time. Okay. Yeah. 
And what what level were you, did you enter in for IHSA? Um, well, limit now, it's called limit now, but it was yeah. novice then. So that's where okay. I entered. Yep. Okay. And is that what you rode in on the national team? I did. Yep. I rode in the, I, it's hard because it switched the term. So I rode, I yep. I, I, I rode in limit. I'll use the term now. Yeah, that's fine. I rode in limit at nationals and we had, um, Eddie Federwich had just taken over the program at that point in time. Yeah. The, the man with the golden touch, right? Yes. He has a golden touch. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere yep. he goes, they, he, he and his people produce national champions. So. They do. And he's a, he's a great trainer. Yes. And yeah. And which nationals um, did you win at? What, where were you? What, what part of the country? That was Los Angeles. Ah, I was so nice. excited. Yeah. And I had yeah. sisters out there. I never got to meet in my life. So I was able to meet them at the same time. So very oh. excited. I know. Oh, right? wow. That, that might be, that might be a whole nother podcast. That is, that is. <laughs> um, so, uh, what else do you like to do besides, uh, work? Work. Come <laughs> um, on. So I, I really like to travel too, although I don't get to travel much because right. of work, but I do like to travel. I, in college, I got to go to Germany. Um, nice. and so I did a little studying in Germany when I was in Germany. Um, I stayed over there. A friend of mine is from Germany and I got to go work on some big horse farms over in Germany for just a brief period. Awesome. Um, that was my intent actually after college was to go to Germany and stay there. But unfortunately life happens and I got deterred from, uh, going to do that. But yeah, then, um, I've been to South Africa I've been to Ireland briefly. Um, I, where else have I gone? Gosh, I competed internationally in um, the Collegiate Cup, which I think is the AIEC. Is that what it is? Yeah, that the International Intercollegiate. And, and yes. I've been wanting to do a podcast on that. I can't get anyone to answer me, to, to get back to me about that. Well, when I did it, it had a different name. So it's always right. hard for me to know what name it went by. But I competed right. first in Bedford, New York, was my very first competition. Oh, my gosh. I was there. Were you? Yes. Did you yes. ride? Did, did you ride Bo or Bubba? I don't remember the horse. I rode this white no. downhill quarter horse. No. Yeah. For my jumping. And I'm like, this horse disappears every time I yeah. jump. Yeah. Yeah. But we yeah. ended up being, I was, uh, there were, we had two American teams. Um, yeah. my team was bronze and I believe the other team either was silver or won it. I can't remember which they might've been silver. And then I went to, um, Algeria. No way. I did for that competition and we got silver there, but they oh. did it a little differently there. Um, okay. they did more of like a three day event type thing uh yeah so they had a cross-country proportion to it no way <laughs> they that did and terrifying. but it was so much fun and I wrote a barb I mean I've never written yeah. not common yeah. and that was so much fun um yeah. it, it was a great time and yeah. you know being in a a country like that competing and and basically over these huge sand dunes I mean it, it was 
it was in the woods, but in a huge amount of sand. It was, it was interesting. Okay. If you have any pictures from that, you need to send them to me. If you can dig in, they're probably in boxes, like actually. I have one picture of when we won the silver, Um, but I'm not sure if I have any other pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was too busy hanging out with all the other international students. Oh, uh, what, what fun. And, and did you go on the, um, the cruise around Manhattan? We did. Yeah. Yes. That was oh, so yeah. much fun. That's so, yeah, fun. so much fun. I was yeah. there. <laughs> and yeah. then I went to Germany. We had a competition in Germany. Um, and I, I believe it was Stugard. Um, and we ended up getting silver there. So oh, that's great. Yeah. So it, that was a lot of fun. And I mean, I was working at Hartwood College at that point in time when I did those things. Um, I had already become the assistant coach. So nice. I went right from college graduating in 98 to being the assistant coach in 98. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then so it's really been horses always. <laughs> OK. But so traveling, traveling yeah. is a big part. And yeah. Um, you know, my horses and I love raising young horses. I have a three-year-old right now, um, breaking him and training him. Uh, that's what I love to do. I love buying yeah. babies and changing them over. My last horse, I bought her when she was uh, three months old oh. and yeah, and she ended up doing really well until unfortunately she had, um, she didn't have an injury, but she ended up having bone on bone and could continue yeah. her career, but she was a fantastic horse. Um, mm. Todd Karn rode her for me here and there yeah. at the big shows. So yeah, it nice. was fun. And then, um, this horse I'm enjoying him. So, okay. Yeah. So horses, horses, horses all the time. <laughs> well, I, I'd like to travel a little bit more too, but yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Tammy. Thanks so much for being on the podcast and telling us about uh, you and telling us about Hartwick. Want to ride like a varsity athlete? Sally Batten's book, The Athletic Equestrian, is now available to order. Whether competing in the show ring or riding at home on the trail, every rider wants to be more secure and balanced in the saddle and effective with their aids. This innovative guide uses highly effective exercises honed over Coach Sally's 35-year coaching career to develop your athleticism on horseback. This proven rider training system will sharpen position and vastly improve your skills in the saddle. Order now at www.athleticequestrian.com. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Equestrian Podcast. If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata, and the music is by Kitcher.